When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. Hello there, avid podcast listener. I know you enjoy the delicious sounds of Tim's voice in your ear holes during these podcasts, but have you considered taking some time to go check out his stream at fb.gg darkness429 lately? Have you thought about it? Let me explain why you should. Not only will you be able to join the cult community, but you will be able to enjoy staring at Tim's meat every time he shows it on stream because he just incessantly shows his meat. This deliciously smoked meat. It's, it's incredible, and it's better to watch it live. So give him all your stars. fb.gg slash darkness429. Welcome to episode 65 of Star Wars and Scotch. As always, Tim and I are here to talk to you about Star Wars, but we are in the midst of the Book of Boba Fett series. Chapter 2 dropped this morning. Tim and I are going to talk about that today. Wave 3 of the High Republic has started, so the uh, first book, The Fallen Star, is out. We'll touch on that. There's not much to talk about No, there. I just started that, Kevin. We'd like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but we can uh, we can critique the trailer a little bit. It's about forty seconds long and just I has cool pictures. The trailer. We'll watch it while I'm doing the intro and you talking about it? delicious, wonderful Kings Coast coffee. You can head over to kingscoastcoffee.com. I feel bad for you if you missed the Coco Bogo. Um, but uh, Winter Waves is out. It's uh, delicious. And I, I, is it? Can you say nutritious? For, yeah, I, I guess it depends which medical journal you're reading about. Uh, uh, coffee being nutritious but um yeah the uh winter waves is out it's delicious uh that's what i'm drinking this morning actually with of course you know i dropped some jim beam in there just to just because we have to record and do the show um but yeah there isn't much going on in the star wars world outside of high republic and book of boba fett uh which is which is good it's good i think we should uh i think we should 
The uh, teaser's okay. I just watched it. There's nothing to really talk about. It's just it's just cool. It's just yeah, neat. It's like shit's going down. It, it's just cool. Like we know that Starlight Beacon's gonna blow up. We're, we're good. Anyways, <laughs> wow, thank you. Thank you, Tim, for saving yourself from that panic attack. You're welcome. Wait, wait, but Starlight Beacon exists in the Skywalker era too, so it doesn't completely get destroyed. Um, in this picture it shows it crashing into a planet. So Yeah, but there's like some, some There's group. other starlights. There isn't just that one, Kevin. So it might not be that one, but they were making oh. other they were making other starlight beacons. So it might not oh, be that exact. Okay. By the way, if you want to finish the first Marvel series, we have it on our on our shared uh, business account. Um <laughs> yep. it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> no, wait, whenever Karen you get time, it. it's a it's a nice relaxing. It gives me so much homework. I feel like I'm like a master level. Homework. I feel was, like I'm in a master's level. Like like uh, it's not homework. It's just there if you class. want to read it. And mm-hmm. I started the the detective. Chat. Uh, he starts crime. marking on his wall in his office the days that I don't actually read a comic. My office is in flux. I I don't have anything in my office. Yeah. He goes into the office at Rare Drop and he's just like another day to read a comic. <sighs> None of this happens. Tim is making up stories. Stories. I'm gonna put. A, I'm gonna put an extra mark because you told me. <laughs> Tim. Um, but yeah. So uh, High Republic Wave Three started this week. Very excited. If if you if you're like Ben, our friend Ben, uh, who has just started, um, it's almost the perfect time to jump in because you have the first uh, four books. I don't like the 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 preteen books. Nope. I'm not a fan. I've tried three of them and I can't really get through boring. any of them. They're just they're just not good. But if you really want to get into it, just pop on YouTube. You can find someone that's done a summary of the 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 books just to get the plot lines because they do uh, tie everything together. But um, yeah, this this book started off very foreboding. Um, we also Tim, Tim, Mark, Mr. Mark, our good friend Mark Thompson, yeah, uh, has corrected us, and oh. he's saying oh, okay. Markion instead of <laughs> Martian. Okay, hold on. You do understand he was the one saying Martian, right? We weren't saying Martian. He oh also no, I was said, going off of him, but yeah, apparently okay. the official because he told. Remember, he told us that sometimes they don't give them the the correct pronunciations. They yeah. don't give them really yeah, accents. So like, now it's so now it's Markion Row. Markion Row, not Martian. Guys, I want you to to understand, listeners, that Kevin found this to be really really important in the middle of a squat. Kevin goes, Tim, Tim, Tim. It's Markion now. Because <laughs> he, he started I was listening to it. He started listening the to his, the audiobook while we were doing leg, and Kevin just comes over. He's like, his name's Markion now. I'm like, what? Kevin was so excited in the gym about Markion Row. I wasn't excited. It you was were just like threw me excited. for a loop. I loved I just love how excited you get about audiobooks. It makes me happy. Well, you're the one that introduced me to audiobooks, so I'm very happy because I actually can read again, even though I'm technically not reading, but I'm enjoying books again. I haven't done this in 15 years, so mm. Um, it feels good. Uh, the last book I read was during jury duty. I read through oh. the first Game of Thrones book. <laughs> that was the that last was book I read. And that was in New York. So um, do the math. Uh, but yeah, so um, Markeon, not Marcion. Uh, I like, Mar- like Marcion Row. I did too. It flowed off the tongue Mar-Kion better. Marcion Row just sounds weird. We don't, we don't, we don't write the stories. Um, so Unless. yeah, it's been i'm excited um i personally acolyte is like the goal for me with high republic i want to see stuff played out but alex 
Star Wars Explained pointed out yesterday that Acolyte is going to be like another hundred years after all of this. Yeah, we knew so that. So we might not know any of the characters sans Yoda and maybe Buryaga or somebody um, in that. But who knows? But yeah, Acolyte is Acolyte way, way, butts, way. Too. Acolyte butts up closer to episode one than anything else. 50. Uh, Alex said it's 50 years prior yeah. to episode so one. It's, 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 it's very damn close to the beginning of episode one, whereas it's like. Which I find that to be the tail end of the High Republic. I didn't realize that the ending of the High Republic was right into episode one. I, I didn't know that's how quickly that that transition of what was considered the High Republic. But in all fairness, the High Republic exists over three hundred years. I know. I just like it's crazy so. that it's 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 gap like it has it covers that much time. Right, and then the Old Republic to the High Republic gap is like a thousand years. It's mm. not. It's not a small amount. Uh, so it's, time. It, it's very different um, in vain somewhere in the middle of all of that. Please, Disney, please. You already made him canon. Let's oh. let's take the next steps. Um, give Tim his his really dark, brooding, hot topic Sith movies. That yeah, please with the hot <laughs> Siths with their abs and lightsabers. <laughs> um, but yeah, go go. If you're if you're behind on the books, great time to just burn through all of them and get caught up with Fallen Star as to where we are comics are great i'm diving into the idw comics hopefully this weekend um uh as the as the next phase that tells the story of uh ty Yurik and her monster hunting stuff which is is cool to have like a she's not really a jedi so like a force using monster hunter i don't know it sounds fun um let's dive into book of boba fett yes. uh, chapter two this episode okay for me the mm -hmm. top-down view Yep. This was a roller coaster because yes. it started out really good. And then I said, oh, great. Another flashback. Then I became interested in what was happening with the flashback. But then I kept saying to myself, they really could have shortened this up. Really but then like by this. the end of the flashback, I yeah. was like, OK, this is fucking cool. No, like I, I remember <laughs> saying last week that I didn't know what they were going to do with the flashbacks. And I really didn't realize that they were. I didn't think that they would use the pikes as a as a way to explain uh, what was going on on Tatooine? I had no idea that they were transporting spice across Tatooine. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, seeing the pikes, we've seen the pikes live action. I don't think we've seen them with their helmets Not off. With their though, helmets before. off. That was new. You saw the pikes first in Solo, right? In Solo, because um, they were at Kessel. Um, but this is the first time we've seen them live action with their face masks off, and they're different. And they're, they're very different from. Uh, what we see in Clone Wars or even like in, in Rebels. Yeah. I think I, there's Pike in the Rebels. They're very much more snake-like in the in animation than these, they are. These look like fish. They look like fish yeah. people. Um, but, but I'm like, it was it was a little, it was off-putting. I really did think that the, the Pikes were going to be more snake-like like they were in um in the cartoons, but I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Like I, I, I really like that they leaned into the Western part of Star Wars, which you can do with like the, the yep. video style is the Western movies of like, you know, Clint Eastwood and, and things like that. So to have a train heist on the plains yep. of Tatooine, um, very, very cool. Um, I love the joint conductor. Yeah, I thought he was great. Um, I also in this episode, it, it, it dawned on me that this is just dances with wolves on Tatooine. <laughs> You're right. Oh I said my it. God. I said it multiple times. I was like, "Holy shit, this is Fern Gully." Um, you know, it's just like it's it's dances with wolves where he gets he gets taken hostage by the by the the natives, and then he gets he just completely becomes assimilated into their culture. And I'm if like, he, "That's it." This if he fell in love with one of them, it could have been that's what, well, honestly. Avatar. I mean, he's got the kid. He's got the little boy. I mean, he might as well be his dad. 
Um, I just, I loved, I loved it. I thought it was great. I didn't think I was going to like it. Um, there's so I much totally... to unpack in this episode. And like, honestly, there's so much just in his dream that we could spend. We, I think we could spend an entire episode on his dream, but the first, the first 10 or 15 minutes of the episode was also kind of a roller coaster because we get to see huts for the okay, first time so in the, a long time. The twin, the twins are, they're old. They've been in lore before, so they're not necessarily new. Though they're new the to first me. Time. I, I was yeah. unfamiliar with the twins. I'm sure it's an introduction to a lot of them, but they're, they're part of the HUD cartel. We've heard of the twins before in, in other media that it's not like this revelation. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that, um, they showed up because I had a feeling like, oh, great, we're going to hear about the twins for six episodes and then finally not see them till the end. But lo and behold, they were right freaking there. I love that they come um, out too, just like being carried and the drums and everything. I had no idea to what to, ex- what to expect. Did you get in- incest vibes? Um, yeah, they were a little sexual with each other. They were like wrapped tail. Uh huh. Yeah. And she was kind of like whispering in his ear and stuff. It was weird. Yeah. Very Targaryen esque. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I loved seeing the twins and, and, and the politics that are developing there. What do you think of the mayor? Uh, the mayor is very, um, he reminds me of an American politician where he's playing, it seems all sides against each other. I think he's a child. You think that's a child? I think he's a, he has a very young voice, at least the way that his voice is being, being reconstructed and, and played out in basic. I think he's young. I could see young. Uh, and I, I don't know why. Child, I think he, but I mean, like, he sounds like a teenager. In my head, like, when he started talking, I was like, this is a boy. Like, this is a guy who thinks that he's hot shit and he's going to mess up real quick. Why? Okay, here's the here's question I have, and maybe you picked up on something. Why did he send Boba to Garza? Is that her name? Oh, when he went the to Twi'lek? the, when he went to the place? Yeah, Garza. Oh, there's something going on because she was, she was, um, she was trying to fix something. She was like, oh, I'll get this cleared up. Right. And then, and then she was surprised that he didn't know. And so, yeah, I'm very confused. I don't know what that part's about. But I know that I'm pretty damn sure that the twins are the ones that sent the assassin to kill him, not the mayor. Even though the assassin said the mayor did it, I'm pretty damn sure that the assassins were sent by the, um, by the twins. I have a feeling the mayor works for the twins at this point. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I have, or, or there's some sort of deal cut. I laughed so hard that they made the guy piss his pants and there was no rancor down there, by the way. Oh, that was hilarious. That was really, really good. Well, I was hoping that we were going to see the one from... Um, I was hoping we were going to see another rancor, like the one from uh, Bad Batch. Oh, the Bad Batch one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What's there, the little one's name, the little baby one. I was hoping that we would see that one again. Do you think Boba's going to bring back the Beastmaster? Because we know he's wandering the sands of Tatooine and he moved to the town... Uh, where Cobb Vanth is. I don't think I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares for for uh, the menagerie. So I don't think he needs a Beastmaster. Well, there's there's a Rancor in the in the in the art. Remember the leaked art. He was riding a Rancor or wrestling it. We don't know. So there will be a Rancor in the series at some what point. What if the twins set a Rancor loose on the streets of Mos, uh, wherever the heck we are? Espa. That sounds very plausible. That's that's how I could see it happening. Yeah, no, that sounds very plausible. Because uh, we're not we're in, we're in Vespa, Moss Espa, Espa, not not Pel- There's a Pelagos, isn't there? There's a few. There's a few. Everything on Tatooine. Well, not everything, but most cities on Tatooine start with Moss. Yeah, I just like for some reason, like I Pelagos kept coming into my into my brain, Pelagos and I don't one. know why. Because that's from Mandalorian. That's why I was like, I kept on getting the names confused. Say it, 
Say it in Timothy Oliphant's Western accent. Moss Pelagos. Moss Pelagos. <laughs> there you go. Now you can. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, 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 Wookiee Gladiator was amazing. Oh, my amazing. God. He was so cool. He was his eyes just he oh i can't wait for he's that fight not, between him and not Fennec. the chewbacca you know no. which is nice because i always feel like wookies get um they, they're always copied after the look of chewbacca to make people feel like oh i know what this is it's a wookie but like this he like you knew it was a wookie but he looks so different he was buff his head was shorter he had like this really ornate armor on uh i love the stripes on his Mm-hmm. Just everything about him just made him look just badass. It's like this dude fought. He fought hard on uh you know he was out there just like kicking stormtroopers ass. Oh, and he he the way him and Fennec were were sizing each other up were mm-hmm. was I was like, I oh, can't wait for that fight. That's gonna be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, do no, you think he he's was, a bounty hunter? Or do you think that he they was they called him a gladiator? I know he said gladiator, but we've never had anyone with the designation of gladiator before in Star Wars. And so to my point, do you think they refer to someone who fights to someone else's gladiator. And back to my point, do you think that he was a bounty hunter before all this started? So in Legends lore, I don't know if it's ever leaked into canon. The the huts have gladiator pits and okay. they do gladiator fights. So that's probably what they were referring to. So you think to. this guy is just muscle? Yeah, he's probably a gladiator who has like earned his right to not fight in the arena. And now is probably paid mega bucks to just protect the twins. Mm. Um Mega credits, I should say, to to protect the twins. Um, but yeah, the way Boba referred to him, it was almost like he, just he knew who he was. Yeah. Um, but he was awesome at first when they panned the camera. I thought it was Tarfer, uh, Chewie's dad, because of the way the armor sat on him. But the fur was not at all what Tarfer. Oh, this guy's younger. Yeah, but he has gray in his fur, so he might be on the older side too. I thought it was. I mean, like I don't know, but I mean, like some dogs are like that, uh, puppies. But Chew, you've seen what they've done with Chewie over th- in the later movies. Chewie has gray. He's got, at the end of his he's hair. got like salt and pepper and stuff. This guy had like lines though. Like that, he had oh, like okay. he had like lines down his fur. So that just made me think that was just a, a palette, a pellet uh, pattern. The music in this episode was phenomenal. Chef, gift. yeah, everything. That's, like honestly, it's like yes. Last episode, I was very like, eh. This episode, I was like. Yeah, hooked me back in. It, me back it was in. good. It was like it's probably like one of the better live action episodes we've gotten across the board. Um, and you know, like we've definitely gotten to those points in Mandalorian. We're like, well, it's just another filler episode uh, with like another nothing really happening. And even though like this this technically was a filler episode from the Bo- from Boba Fett's main like from the book of Boba Fett main storyline with with him, I think this is a filler episode. But being able to fill in more backstory for um for him as he comes up with the tuscan raiders also giving more life to the tuscan raiders i think is a big part of the book of boba fett it's not so much a focus on boba fett but it's a focus on some of these characters that we've seen but don't know much about and now they're starting to get more of a story behind them like the tuscan raiders feel more than just these savages that live out in the desert that go and and kill people because that's how they've always been framed yeah, the Tusken Raiders and Legends had a whole culture backstory and thing. So I think they're rebuilding that for Disney content. I think it's good, though, because this show has done a phenomenal job, just like Mandalorian, of showcasing aliens and the 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 real richness of what Star Wars is, mm-hmm. which is the diversity of all of these cultures and different types of aliens and people and whatnot. 
and getting a peek behind the curtain as to what the canonized story is behind the Tuscan Raiders and their customs and who they are and how they act. It's good. It it, it 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 solidifies the story or it solidifies the fact that in the Star Wars universe and what Disney seems to be going for is like the Game of Thrones esque idea that there are sides that are considered bad and good, but there are people within both sides that are also bad and good because the chieftain even said, you know, some of the tribes survive only by killing um, when he was telling the story. Mm-hmm. Also. Uh, did you enjoy the uh, lizard peyote? Uh, oh my god, his trip. his his dream walking experience with the the lizard jumping into his his brain was nuts. <laughs> that was um, so crazy. that was really cool. I loved how he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I think I just swallowed, swallowed your lizard. It. <laughs> like swallowed your Fice lizard. It was like what? And then he's just like, oh, I'm high. And then and then like, high so AF. Oh, good. That was really, really good. Again, back to the whole like dances with wolves. That's a scene in Dances with Wolves where he gets really high on peyote and goes on a yep. spear walk. Uh, yeah, the the idea that that's how that and, and we got the behind the scenes of how they make their gaffy sticks. So it, yeah. it's way more than just this like utilitarian tool that they have where it, it, you know, you would assume if you've only seen the the original trilogy that, all right, they just have these weapons. This is way more deep and ritualistic and it comes from that tree. And the chieftain even had to approve it. Like he was yeah. like, give me the stick, looked well, at it, nodded. So those gaffy sticks originally, those weren't designed that way until Tamora Morrison came as Boba Fett. For like, yes. he wanted that he wanted his gaffy stick to be more like Islander, like that Pacific Islander vibe. Yep. He wanted it to be true to his heritage, which I thought was really cool. So they completely like remodeled like how the gaffy stick like works and like all of that for him, which I thought was really, really cool because they wanted him to have that that spiritual connection to w- with what he was holding. That's very important for, for his culture. I believe, I don't want to call it a Hakka, but I believe it was a traditional dance uh, of. Yeah. I think that, Island, I think that the, 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 that whole dancing around the, the fire was definitely like very much. So like, just like it was, it was a cool like showing of like all these people coming together and like doing this thing, which I thought was really neat. Um, yeah. Yeah, the entire like I really I really thought the whole the whole Tuscan Raider sequence was just phenomenal from start to finish. Just seeing him build this trust and relationship and seeing him like become part of them is really cool. Um, you and I were talking about this off off stream and I and I kind of like started watching through it and I have a good idea of it. But the Tuscan Raiders are also really interesting because uh, our, our, uh, our friend Alex over at Star Wars Explained did a really interesting video real quick on um the new Vader comic and how it ties into it, the Tuscan Raiders. And so Kevin, did you know that there is a survivor from the attack uh, from Anakin on the tribe of Tuscan Raiders that killed his mom? There's a, sur- oh, there's one a, sur- there's from a survivor the from that attack. He goes and tells a story of this crazy dark creature that goes through and, and, and tears all of his people apart. And so they end up building an effigy to Vader in the desert and they end up sacrificing the survivor to the effigy. And so Alex's theory is that because of the dress and garb of these Tuscan Raiders, and because black they're and all the black and red, and because and it looks very similar to the to the um the art in the in the comic book. Um also the um the fact that they are combat trained and they're all like trained like in this like this style seems to also kind of like nod ahead to like these could be these type of Tuscan Raiders that that worshiped Vader. Um so that that is a theory and I think that's a really cool theory to tie Anakin back into the Tuscan Raiders. 
The only question I would have about that is when he kills all of them, he's still Anakin. He's not Vader yet. Yeah, and I th- so that was the one thing that I thought was weird because in the in the comic book, it's a Vader effigy. It's not an Anakin effigy. It's a Darth Vader effigy. So they would have to somehow make the connection between the two, which most of the galaxy was not able to do. No, only a most few, people didn't know. Only a handful of people knew that. Even when yep. Thrawn, when Thrawn confronted Anakin, um, I think you see it in it's in book two. And, and and he had already met Anakin once in the Ascendancy as he when he was um uh he was he was working for the Ascendancy he was out on a long range mission doing doing things outside the chaos meets Anakin they do this entire thing on uh out in Black Spire Outpost so Thrawn knows who he is and he confronts Vader at the time I was like I know you're Anakin Skywalker and he goes I don't know that name it was great it was perfect but yeah only a handful of people knew that. Yeah, so be interesting. I'm not discounting it at all, but that would be my only. It's a very question. interesting theory. They and they, he's right. They, I mean, they dress completely different than other Tuscan Raiders we've seen, and even the way they put um, Boba in the black robes um, would indicate it's very that there's different. something there. This tribe is very different from other other tribes that we have uh, come to engage with in Star Wars. I'm just excited that Disney will eventually let me make my own gaffy stick now, too. I'm super stoked on that. Here we go. Kevin's going to go out there and just chop (laughs) a tree. Have the lizard crawl up your nose. (laughs) (laughs) No safety issues there. All right, we're going to blow some peyote in your face, and you're going to go to town. (laughs) That'd be awesome if you you Galactic Star Cruiser landed and you were on Tatooine, and then you (laughs) got high as fuck. Went out there, grabbed a tree branch, brought it back, and made your own gaffy stick. I don't know how Disney could quality control any of that. Uh, it's Disney, Tim. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it. I I still think that this show is going to be better when complete, and when it's all seven episodes and you watch all the way through, you're gonna go, ah, that's why they did. X, because right now it feels like The Witcher season one, where we were time hopping on a much more simplified level. The Witcher yeah. didn't even The Witcher didn't even indicate that we were time hopping. They were just like, ha I can tell when we time hop because it looks like the Matrix flash flashback. Right, the Matrix flashback, Animus. Like, there's a million ways they were very indicative of like this is a flashback, which you know was again simplified. But um, when you watch The Witcher season one back, it all makes sense once you know it's time hopping. Um, with this, I have a feeling it's going to be the same feeling. It's going to be the aha. This is why they did that because they're probably building to something in the past that links to the future that they don't want to reveal right off the bat. That's what I think is happening. There's something that happened to him while he was with the sand people that's going to link back And, and it might be an alliance with the sand people to defeat the twins or something like that. I mean, that's, that would be my baseline, you know, throw it out there theory. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to turn into, like you said, maybe they release a Rancor in the city and it's an all-out battle and the Sand People are going to come and support Boba because... I don't know. There's there's he, definitely a tie-in somewhere with the with the Sand People and Boba Fett. There has that's to gonna, be because they're putting way too much emphasis on it. For yeah, sure. They're, they're putting a ton of emphasis on who the Sand People were. Yep. Uh, by the way, last week we did not touch on the fact that uh, Max Rebo Band has a new job. Who? The Max Rebo band. Oh, oh yeah. I like that. Did you notice? <laughs> so did you notice the last episode 
where they they'd have that it's laid into the main music they're playing but it's a lot slower it's like it's really good you have to go back and listen to it because they play it really slow and it's mixed into the main track it's really good it's really really good uh it is madame garza by the way um garza whip is her name uh, but yeah, Max Rebo's band got a job at uh, Garza Flip's Sanctuary, so very happy about that. Makes I thought they would have. I thought they died on the space barge. On, uh, that's what everyone Java's thought. Barge. But here they are performing. So they're, they're is still it confirmed alive. them? Yeah, no, that's them. How did they survive? The big, the big fat blue guy most definitely would have been like. There's no way he would have been able to walk through the desert. No, he's there. Look at he that guy. Him. He got a new job. He looks like the blue Michelin man. No, no, it does. Um, there's some aliens in the background of episode one. The only reason I'm going back to episode one is because the, the Easter, no one's ripped apart the Easter eggs for episode two. So I'm going back a little bit. Um, the aliens, there's a few different aliens that have never been confirmed to be canon that were. So the ad, Advise are one. Um, you, you would know them if you saw them. But uh, they're old republic. They're called uh, they're called the Advise Hegemony. Uh, they're they're confirmed to be um, canon in this, and a Melbu, which I didn't know what a Melbu was, but apparently they're from uh, Legend stuff too, um, and they are also confirmed. So that was cool. Also, very important, very interesting. When Garza puts the money into Boba's helmet in Episode One. Those are New Republic credits. Oh, interesting. Which is very interesting because the Outer Rim usually doesn't play the same games currency-wise when it comes to, you know, what's going on in well, the core I mean, world. It was already established that Imperial credits didn't do anything out in the Outer Rim, so that would make sense. Right. So, yeah. It's, that, was it's, establ- it's, that was established in Mando Season 1. Yeah, it's New Re- New Republic credits. Um mm-hmm. And then um, the week the Weequay Pirates were back in this episode as well. Uh, Boba beat the living hell out of them uh, when they were terrorizing a small little bar in the middle of nowhere and stole their bikes. Uh, also, him teaching the sand people how to use speeder bikes was hysterical. I, that entire sequence was just really just really fun to watch because I just loved the the practicing jumping from one speeder bike to the next. Also, the scene where he put um, where the Tuscan Raider goes backwards was very uh that was a nod to episode six with the um uh on endor when when he puts the the bike in ba- where he he pushes it and he goes backwards instead yes um so it was very much so that i just like it it felt very it felt it felt very much so a nod to that entire speeder bike sequence on endor which i i liked a lot um the monster which uh was the thing the that first- they shot the thing that they, that dug out of the ground yeah, yeah, the one that the kid brings the head back from episode one. Oh, that thing. I thought you were talking about the one that that got away on the never mind. Go ahead. Um the the purpose of it was a throwback to uh George Lucas's influences when he was younger for making Star Wars. Ah uh, so the mythological design and jerky movements feel intentionally reminiscent of early stop motion special effects scenes. Jason, yes, you did. Jason and the Argonauts, which were hugely influential upon a young George Lucas. So they made it look like dated 60s, 70 monster on purpose to pay tribute to George Lucas. And 
honestly keep it in line with everything that's happening. And that's happening the same thing Star they Wars. did in Mando. Um, the blurgs were done the exact same way because they wanted their creatures to feel and look the way they did in the original movies because they wanted to flow. Like even though they're using up like up to date technology for a lot of stuff, they still want to give nods and 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 give homage to their roots, which I think is really cool. And it, it allows to have a consistent ecosystem across the board. So when you go and watch episode six or episode four or episode whatever. And you go, uh, let's not bring up episode one through three, because like those really don't fit very well. But going forward, uh, a lot of the movies are starting to hold on to this consistency of how they're filming them, which is really nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, the, oh, the assassin was the only thing that was a new organization. From the I ninth, what, is it, what are they called in the ninth shadow or ninth? whispered? I don't remember. Ninth. I meant to write it down and I didn't cause I was. They were getting ready. Yeah, they're a new syndicate that I haven't heard of before. Well, they're an order of assassins. I don't know if they're a crime syndicate as much as they're just like an order of assassins. But I just thought it was funny how Fennec was like overpaid. Uh (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you're pretty much just paying for the name. (laughs) He's like, oh. (laughs) I thought that was amusing. Um, But yeah, I mean, we have five more, five more episodes to go. I, I have a feeling, again, if you watch Mandalorian season one, it feels like a full movie. If you watch Mandalorian season two, it feels like a full movie. By the time this is done, it's going to feel like a full movie. Yeah, but I, but I really like, but I, it doesn't need to feel like, I, I feel like I'm getting a, a good amount. It's not, it doesn't feel like Mando season two, where it's just like, man, this is another filler episode. Like the right. past two episodes have felt really good. And if they keep this cadence for this, the next five then it's just like, yeah, it's going to feel like every episode is going to feel like a movie. Like, it's just like, it it has a good start. It always has a good middle and it has a good finish. Like, even in the first episode, even though it was kind of like, eh, it still has a really good cadence. Whereas, like, you can sit down and watch this for 30 minutes and you are just locked in the entire time. And that's what I love. If, oh, I hope Obi-Wan follows the same recipe of, like, we're going we're gonna to put you down for 35 minutes. You're going to sit in this chair and you're going to be in Star Wars. And I need it to feel like, from start to finish that it, there was no drop. Like I just need to be go, go, going. Yeah. So I that's agree with you. I, I feel like we're on a good path. I don't think there's going to be any filler because this is not a series. This is a one-off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can't afford fillers. Yeah, no, you, you, you're telling a full story. It's not like Mando where we know we're going on a long journey that'll yep. last multiple seasons. This is, this is Boba's could be his final story. If he dies at the end of this, Ooh. um, but we'll see what happens. I don't think they'll kill him because I think they're going to want to use either. him in other. Con- I like. I think he's going to be back in Mando season three. Um, I still think Din is going to show up at some point in this. I don't know what they do with him though. That's the that's the part that I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. He owes Boba. Does he? he Boba saved his ass in in no, season he, two. Yeah, but that was a that was a life debt. He had he he's even said now we're now we're settled. Oh, you're right. Whatever. He did say now we're even. Yeah, so now yeah, we're even. We so yeah, Din. that's the whole thing is I just don't think Din has his place in Book of Boba Fett other than be like unless Din convinces like it's um the other. Well, no, they're going to be at odds with each other, and they're not going to want to. No, you might be right because I don't think they're going to want to show Din before season three. There's no point. Like it, it just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Well, they're not going to show you up. what he's. Do- they're not going to show you what he's doing until we start season three. That's yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't want them to spoil the dark saber implications alone. Are going to cause so much drama in season three that they're not going to want to like mm-hmm. do anything in season in this with that. Um, what about uh, any other characters? Do you think we're going to see? We I know we speculated a little bit last week, but now that we have a bit more information, 
They haven't mentioned Black Sun, so Kira might be out the window. No, I honestly, I have no idea who could be a special guest right now. As far as, um, it as seems as like the like Pikes get- and the Hut Cartel are so far at the center. I, mean, yeah, I, think, the- I, I think we called it, Kevin. You said this is going to be focused a lot on like the black market, a lot of like just the dark shit that no one ever talks about in Star Wars. Yeah, the the and the Pikes seemed more like a plot device, not really something. But the Pikes work with the Huts, so that might link back to like, you know, the Pikes might be paying the Huts to run spice across Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So now if he disrupted the supply chain in the past, that might be part of the reason that they're pissed at him besides taking over Jabba's palace in the future. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's why we got that flashback is because they needed to come figure out what the hell is going on on Tatooine. Right, Cause now he said, if you're going to run spice, you can still do it, but you have to pay the Tuscan mm-hmm. tribes to yep. use the, to, to use their land because, I thought it was cool the way he said, like, they lay ancestral claim to this. Yeah, land. I thought that was really good. <laughs> um, so that might be part of, you know, the problem that they have. And B- it was Bib at the time. So what the hell's Bib going to do? He was just getting fat and doing whatever he wanted. Well, I like that they really... confirmed that Bib's dead, too. Oh, I mean, we saw him die. He got shot by Fennec. Yeah, but I mean, like, we didn't really know if he was dead or not. Now he's... we know he's dead. That was just a quick little, oh, it's Bib. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> But they also wanted to show you that, like, Jabba's palace wasn't empty, that someone was running right, shit. Yeah. But obviously, obviously, Bib cut a deal with the mayor, and he was he was oh, working, yeah. I don't want to say working for, but, you know, subservient to the mayor. And then I'm sure he still answered to the rest of the Hut cartel, the twins and whoever else, what other, other leaders of the families are still out there. Um, he did say go back to Nalhutta. So that does confirm, a lot of people thought Nalhutta might be destroyed by this point. Uh, but that oh, confirms really? that Nalhutta is still around. Yep. People were speculating that Nalhutta was was destroyed. Anytime between the High Republic and and, and the Skywalker era, uh-huh. and I think that would be proof what, that Nalhutta still exists. Did they just assume like the Empire just wanted to be rid of the Hutt, so they just went and just That was one them? theory. There was another theory that there was a Hutt civil war at some point, and the five families like ended up destroying the planet, trying to oh. um, you know take control. Uh so no one really knows, but I think him saying go back to Nalhutta is probably a good indication that Nalhutta still exists and Makes the sense. huts are still doing their thing. Um, so I'm excited to see more huts. I was ho- the only thing I was hoping for with the twins is they would have, you know, like you said, they would have looked different, like the the hut we see in the High Republic comic or Zero or one of those, but they had that same skin tone ish. Yeah, I mean, like overall, color. I was also a little disappointed with the animation because I was just like, this this looks a lot like. Java we've seen before like it just it, there wasn't really much it was like ooh a hut you know it was just kind of like ah it's a hut so I don't know I don't know if that's me just being a picky Star Wars fan or what but I don't think I don't think it's being picky I think at this point we you know I don't want to say we're expecting a certain level of, of creativity and whatnot but there's so much fleshed out in the Star Wars universe and they are branching out like I said the the way they're showcasing just the various aliens and you know, tattooing itself, they're doing an excellent job visually. I mean, they're, I there's, agree. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to tattooing that we really haven't seen before, and they're doing a really good job of just passively highlighting it. Yep. I mean, you can com- you can complain all you want about not liking the show or the direction, but visually and the stuff you see in the background and the details and and whatnot, you can't. Be oh, it's upset. phenomenal. Yeah, you can't be upset. It's it's the Star Wars universe come to life, um, and. That's always exciting, but I, I'm I'm ready for next week's episode. I'm, yeah, I'm, same. I'm I think that's the whole more. thing. It's just like there wasn't there wasn't anything on this this episode that I hated. 
like I, I loved I loved it from start to finish. Um, I don't think there's really anything that I would change. I think they did a really, really good job of just showcasing the things that we should know as fans of Star Wars. Um, and it's a good way to flush out Boba Fett's story because like when we meet him on Tatooine saving Fennec, it was it was very much so jarring. It was just like, how? how why? What's going on? So, yeah, I think we uh, it, it the pat, the flashback dragged a little bit for me at, at certain points. Um, but aside from that, I, I, I think part of the frustration and I'm sure others will share it is that we want more of the modern day story and they're telling a lot of the past over it. Sure. And and that's why I say when the series is complete, you'll get a much better picture and be able to make a judgment. So that's why I'm not sitting here rating this episode by episode mm-hmm. because Star Wars likes to tell these complete stories in little chunks. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, let's wait till the end and then we can make our final judgment on what this is. But I do want to know more about what's happening in the future. I think maybe sure. collectively we've had 15 minutes total of the modern, the modern, I don't want to say modern, but the, the current era, if you will over the past but it's only a difference of what four or five years so it's not like this huge gap no yeah it's literally five years after return of the jedi i do think it's culminating into something from the past playing into what's happening in the current i would hope so i would i would hope so yeah so we shall see again there's not really much going on in the universe of star wars aside from book of boba fett and the the release of the high republic like i said there's some new uh comic stuff um I'm not up on the Dr. Afra comics, but a new issue oh, is came new out. Uh, Dr. Afra number 17 came out. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if those are right as good Christmas. as this book. I think you'll enjoy it because really it's like the character the and you like the character. I do like Dr. Afra a lot. So um, I'm not expecting much news, too, because I feel like Celebration, if they have it, is going to be. Um, oh, yeah. Crap. What if that gets gets. They'll do it online. They're not going to do three, excuse me, three years of no celebration. Yeah. It's just not what they can do. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, that's Star Wars. Is that it, Kevin? Is that that it for us? Yeah. Is this where we say goodbye awkwardly? uh, We just end it right here. We just, you want to? No, 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 no. That'd be so weird. I love that you get so wrapped into a format that if I, I do, think. I really, I really like when there's a format. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 65 of Star Wars and Scotch, or is it 66? I don't remember. It's, it's one, one of those, of those Kevin. Uh, but we appreciate you as always. We'll be back for next week for chapter three of the book of Boba Fett and whatever other Star Wars news is coming your way. Remember to have a, head over to kingscoastcoffee.com and sip that delicious delicious king's coast Mm -hmm. just like tim and i are now except we added scotch uh you can check out tammy's darkness 429 (laughs) fb.gg slash darkness 429 darkness 429 everywhere else on the internet live monday through friday 9 a.m eastern time most times most times it's 9 a.m ish Ish. um and you can go check out uh uh, all of his amazing uh content like his journey through tarkov right now which has been fun it's been fun to watch you get mad at Tarkov. Uh, but uh, I'm Kevin. You can check out everything I do at raredrop.co. And we'll be back next week for more Book of Boba Fett. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's my turn, isn't it? I think it's my turn yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, hit him with it. Chat. Chat. They're always chat. Chat? Just chat. May the force be with you. <laughs> See you next time.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.